0: So if you guys are in the Dallas, Texas area, then you should check out Metroplex Wrestling. It's a weekly wrestling show held in Bedford, Texas. It's about 20 minutes outside of Dallas. They have live events every single Saturday night, To get tickets, head to mpxwrestling.com. You can check them out on Facebook at mpxwrestling, Instagram at mpxwrestling, same goes for Twitter. Again, they have live shows every single Saturday. The address is 510 Harwood Drive in Bedford, Texas. Doors open at 730 and 715 for upgraded tickets. Fans also get an additional match. There are also season passes available where you get your first month free, merchandise, and more. Guys, go check out mpxwrestling.com. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. Oh, rated our superstar. The, is the one that everybody wants me. All right, everybody, welcome to the WWE podcast. It is Sunday, December 25th, 2022. Yes, it is Christmas. I hope everybody is enjoying themselves or did enjoy themselves. And many of us have at least part of the rest of the week off. Or if you have kids, likely they're off. From school the next week so you know i'll be saying a prayer for some of you parents out there that don't have your uh, or, or do have your hands full with the toys and the kids and uh, it's a good time though right it's a good time as stressful as it is it's a good time to uh to be a parent and you know have the kids play with their toys and just seeing all the joy and it, it, it is a good time and um so just so you know i my my family and i well I should say my wife and i contracted covid I, I started feeling, <laughs> um, and you can see or hear I sound like total crap, and I'm going to be pausing a lot because I'm coughing. I thought dedicated I am to this podcast, guys. I'm going to continue to do shows even when I'm on my deathbed. So if, if my thoughts aren't coherent or if I stumble and st- you know st- stutter, there we go already, more than normal, uh, blame it on COVID. <laughs> COVID brain's a real thing. Um, but I started feeling like garbage Christmas Eve, and then today was just awful, generally. And right now I'm going back downhill. So the moment that I end this podcast, I'm going in to bed and I am sleeping until God wakes me up. Uh, so, but, um, yeah, so luckily the kids, luckily the kids didn't get it. Luckily the kids somehow avoided it, even though I was contagious and didn't know it. Um, and so far so good, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I avoided, I, I didn't get COVID for three years, right? Like it was just this, you know, uh, this thing that was out there that everyone else was getting and I never did. So the, the fact that it hit on Christmas kind of sucks. Cause you're trying to like be conscious for your kids in the morning and Christmas morning. And it was, it was bad. Um, <clears throat> but, um, I mean, I avoided it for three years since March of 2020, I didn't get it. And I got my vaccine and all that and you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, here we are, let's talk wrestling. You're not here to talk about my health and my history and my, my frustrations, but um, here we are. It's the week in review. And, you know, looking back on this week, this, if, if we can get through this week and next week, we are going to be going, turning the corner into WrestleMania season. Because tomorrow night on Raw is a review show. And I'll actually be recording, if I feel up to it, I should be good by Tuesday with Ashley, Ashley man who has not been on the podcast in many months. Going to be returning to talk about uh WWE in 2022, some of the great moments, and I'm sure we'll pick up some of it from the 2022 review show on Raw. I'm not, we're not going to duplicate it, we're not that lazy, but uh, th- that's the purpose of the show with Ashley coming up on Tuesday. So that'll be dropping on Tuesday night with uh, hopefully a great conversation. And it never is not a great conversation. And if you haven't checked out Ashley's podcast, she's got one of her own. Is doing very well. Uh, she actually got a shout out from Dave Lagreca, um, not Don Lagreca, who's on Sports Talk Radio with Michael K. But Don or Dave Lagreca, who does the Busted Open podcast, got a shout out from him. <coughs> so she she is uh, certainly moving upward and onward. And uh, it's called the Kick Ash Podcast. Kick Ash Podcast. Check it out. I'm sure she'd really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, giving it a subscribe, a like. She's so listenable. You know, like and and hearing any female voice in wrestling is always a treat, too, because it's a male dominated sport, as a lot of sports are. And to hear just a different voice with a different perspective. It's let's be honest, guys. It's just it's nice to hear a female talk about wrestling Um, because they have different takes and especially talking about the women's division and everything else. So uh, give Ashley a, a like, a subscribe or a follow, whatever one is the best for you kick ash podcast but um, let's talk about this week guys because again as I said this week and uh, Monday night are really the last times that we are going to deal with the the cleanup of 2022 now things are going to be kicked into high gear in just five days five days from now John Cena and Kevin Owens take on Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns and what I think is going to be It's probably going to have WrestleMania implications in some form or fashion, maybe not super directly, but it'll lead into something at WrestleMania, especially Rumble. I mean, let's start there. It's definitely going to lead into something at the Royal Rumble, and it's going to lead into something probably with Kevin Owens um, ending up facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Heavyweight WWE European Championship. Um, That's probably what's going to come out of this in some form or fashion. I've been saying that for weeks. This can't just be a match that has big names but no consequences. I mean, I've been steadfast about that. And you know what? As goofy as John Cena is when he tries to be funny, and it is just to me absolutely unwatchable, as good as he is on the mic, John Cena trying to be funny is cringy. Especially when he tries to be like sorry guys, um when he tries to be like culturally relevant or pop like tries to, you know, make sure that he's up with the kids and He's talking about relevant pop culture and emojis and weird things. It's never funny, ever. Um, But that all said, that's my only complaint about John Cena, who is one of the greatest of all time. It's going to be exciting and fun to see him back in the ring, regardless of what you think about him on a personal level, professional level. He is one of the greatest of all time. And to see him in the ring on SmackDown, having a match every year for 20 years... Is going to be a lot of fun to see and it's not something that happens very often uh, and it, there are going to be consequences here. On top of the fact that next week they're also talking about a, uh well, they are going to have a women's championship match with Ra- Raquel Rodriguez and uh, and Shane, or, um, Shayna Basar and uh, geez sorry guys Ronda Rousey and then they're also having a solo Sokoa versus Sheamus matchup. So this is really and, and I had a feeling that they would do this That since there was no pay-per-view in between Survivor Series and Rumble, that they would have some kind of massive show that had a card or a lineup that could be pay-per-view worthy. And next week is borderline be pay-per-view worthy. But again, let's talk about this week as the first thing that comes to mind is the Miracle on 34th Street Fight. That, you know, it's tradition. I understand. It happens every year. But traditions aren't meant to last forever. Okay, some traditions you can go by the wayside. They won't, um, and the reason I have a problem with this is, well, it's if they didn't do the hocus pocus crap, the the, the kind of childish gimmick stuff where we had the ballet dancer come out, what? <laughs> and then of course you have the two clowns, the mo- you know the, the absolute worst thing that WWE has to offer, of course, and in uh, Kofi Kingston and uh, Xavier Woods playing Nutcrackers and. Kicking the uh, kicking Imperium between the legs and hee hee ha ha oh it's a nutcracker and the, I mean it's just I, I don't know um, again I know it's meant for entertainment but I didn't find it very entertaining of course very subjective but you know Braun Strowman putting somebody through a table and then him and Ricochet celebrating as they go off the air which is really just you know, of course the baby faces are gonna win that match there's nothing resulting from it and Imperium go down. The Braun Strowman and Ricochet, and I mean that—that's really it. That was that—that's how you know you are at the low point of wrestling when the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street uh, street fight ends up main eventing your show. That's how you know you are at the low point of 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 the year. But as I said, fear not—we have a lot of great stuff coming. So, but um, beyond that, Sami Zayn cut a great promo with the Bloodline, one that was filled with anger. One that we haven't seen before from Sami Zayn. And it was just, it it was good. It was captivating. The emotion of Sami Zayn uh, felt real about Kevin Owens and how he can't just get him out of his life and how uh, that, you know, he's going to just put down Kevin Owens and uh, that he found, he said he's found his place, his family with the bloodline and it's gonna be. Well, I'll tell you right now. When when this split with Sammy and the Bloodline happens, Sami Zayn's gonna might become one of the biggest baby faces that WWE has to offer. I mean, you could make an argument he already is, but he will be getting the Daniel Bryan treatment. I think that we saw in uh, the WrestleMania thirty build with uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, of course, not the same dynamic, not the same story, but kind of that same feel for him. Um, so. This was this was good. I really enjoyed this open to SmackDown. It was a hot open for an otherwise kind of lackluster show. Um, again, there were some big things that happened, bigger than you would expect on this show. <clears throat> and having uh, Zayn really be the focal point here was fun because it also showed not not just some kind of cowardice from Zayn and some, you know kind of subservience to Roman, but just some fire. Kind of he felt like a leader. And Roman Reigns and uh, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso, with their nods of approval in the background, were fun. Roman Reigns smiling. Uh, it, it was all just great stuff. Th- this was good. Really good. Um, and, you know, having Zayn also call out John Cena, all that. This is going to be a fun match. A really fun match that takes place in five days in Tampa, Florida. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, oh, um, one of the quotes that Kevin Owens was, well, rather, Sami Zayn said about Kevin Owens, that there's a black cloud hanging over my head, and his name is Kevin Owens. So that that was good. All right. Then we got a really just ridiculous, uh, you know, I'm going to try not to be negative. We got a tag team championship match. Let me start off with that. And it was Hit Row versus the Usos. Now, last week, of course, the most notable thing that happened with Hit Row is that we had Top Dollar botch his swan you know his uh, over the top rope dive. Um, and it was it was scary. And people have said, "Oh, well, it's just because he lost weight and his knee buckled." Well, I don't care. Again, I don't care what the reason is. The reason is that it has to do with his size and his weight or lack of or he's lost a lot of weight or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> it to me it just strengthens the argument that he shouldn't be doing these things. And I hope that they, he doesn't, and really, that the rest of the roster takes notice of it and says, oof, that could have been disastrous because I don't need to see guys of his size doing these things. So, but we got a championship match here. You know, if you were going to, if anyone bet it, you know, if any, anyone put money on the fact that Hit Row was going to win this, I want to talk to you. I mean, there's just absolutely no way Hit Row was going to win this, and they didn't. Uh, Top Dollar ended up not having a very smooth match again. There weren't any massive botches, but there were some kicks and the 1D didn't look great. And, um, I don't know, it, it, it was kind of a, not a sloppy match. Just not super clean and crisp, I guess is the way to put it. But it was fine. And having the Usos defeat Hit Row made complete sense. I mean, of course. And it would be nice, you know, what would help this team? Top Dollar and Ashanti the Adonis and BFAB, What would really help is if they bothered to do some character development with these guys. I mean, they've essentially done nothing. There has been no character development at all for these two. And it's concerning. And we didn't hear from them either. Like, what does this mean to you to get a tag team championship match? How do we not hear from you? That's why you're here, right? You're getting a championship match? It was, it was very puzzling to me, so, but the ultimate outcome is all the same, because the Usos won, and there's just no other way to, to, to go about that one, none. All right, then we got a very long match, as it should be, it should have been, the gauntlet match to determine the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and it was Emma and Xia Lee who kicked things off, it was okay, um, Having Xia Li be revealed as the masked or hooded attacker and showing the crowd last week that may have missed it on a WWE exclusive digital or whatever it was, was nice because I actually didn't know Xia who's who was the one that was revealed. So Xia Li, again, <laughs> she went from the protector to kind of being a babyface, back to a heel to a babyface, back to a heel. Um, she's coming out with, I don't even know what you call those weapons. They're not nunchucks, but they're like... It's it's whatever Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would carry. I, I don't know exactly what you would call that, um, but she's out there, you know, doing her Hayas, and at least they don't have lightning shooting from her anymore. So she has, I guess, given up the powers of Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Um, all right, I am making too many references to things that you guys probably, <laughs> well, some of you, if you if you are a if you are a nineties kid, you obviously know. But um, so we had Emma and Zylie. Kick things off. Zylie won. Um, Emma got bloodied in the mouth pretty quickly here, but lost. Tegan Knox then entered the match and Liv more. or I'm sorry, Zylie uh, beat her. And then Liv Morgan came out and beat her. And then Raquel Rodriguez came out. She beat Zylie. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Liv Morgan faced Raquel Rodriguez. And Liv Morgan lost, and then Sonya Deville came out, and we had Deville get eliminated after, uh, what was it? I don't, was it a Tejada bomb? Or just a roll-up? I'd have to, I'm looking at the description of the match, I'm trying to make sure I get exactly what happened. But we had Sonya Deville get eliminated from uh, Raquel Rodriguez, then after that Ronda Rousey appeared, and said that, wait, you have one last opponent, you didn't win anything yet, as she does her stupid little side smile stance that she's too cool for school. I I, I need to, she, everything about Ronda Rousey makes me so just just angry because she is just, I don't know what she is. Like, for Ronda Rousey to be champion and for us to just be kind of apathetic about it, it tells you something. Now, people boo her, but it's not as vicious as I think it should be and ronda apparently has the power to just continue to to add people to the match that was never explained which was weird uh having ronda rousey say oh wait you got one more it's like what do do you mean according according to who so that was weird but having adam pierce not be the one to do this i think i think made sense given that ronda's trying to make things harder for raquel but didn't uh, again let me move on so we had Shayna baszler come out and uh Raquel Rodriguez did end up also beating uh, Shayna Baszler via a roll up, and she, you know, did it in a way that I guess was it was plausible, but also there might be some a little bit of like negative feelings towards Raquel for being out. You know, she beat the following people. Let me just read these off: Baszler, Deville, Morgan, Zaylee, Tegan Knox, and Emma. Okay. I mean she did beat them. Now not all of them. She she had like what four women that she beat or uh you know so it's just I don't know maybe there's a little bit too much for her and when she also had a bad elbow maybe there's some uh some some kind of fans like rolling their eyes to this but having uh you know Raquel Rodriguez win here did make sense. It's the biggest match you could put together, I think, at least for the the uh, next SmackDown having Raquel Rodriguez face Ronda Rousey and I mean there's no chance I don't think at all that Raquel Rodriguez wins the championship next week there's just just none so uh, all right so then we get a Bray Wyatt addressing LA Knight and and uncle howdy and you know I don't know what to make of this I really don't I I mean the only revelation that we've had since Bray Wyatt returned a few months ago is that he introduced this new character and it's not him that's it that's it in 3 months that's been the progression okay we're getting this quote real version of bray fine he's got some new music fine but the story is moving at a painful pace it's painful now i'm a, f- a fan of slow burn but there comes a point where, like, baby steps just create disinterest or, you know, not continuing the story and, and trying to just you know, put the pieces together. It, it's it, to me, it's I don't know. I'm not a fan of this right now. I, I mean, it has me interested of why he attacked the cameraman. But L.A. Knight didn't show up. I was disappointed about that. I love L.A. Knight. We didn't get any response from him. And Bray Wyatt just attacking the cameraman and then sitting there in a trance. It's like, I think we've seen this before, right? And maybe Uncle Howdy's using his superpower. I mean, I don't know. It's getting wacky. It's getting wacky where things are just moving super slow. I, I and most fans don't have the time to try to sit and dissect this and put it all together. It's just, as I said last week, the best way I can describe this whole um, program right now is... Don't tell me how to make the watch. Just tell me what time it is. That's really what I feel like right now. Um, And some people may like the deep stories and the layer upon layer upon layer. And, you know, being rewarded for trying to figure out and decode what Bray Wyatt's saying, what he's really doing, all that. If you love that stuff, great. I don't have the time. I don't watch these kinds of shows to sit and, you know, have a thesis about it. So... I'm still along for the ride, and I I like Bray Wyatt. I just think that things need to start moving and moving quickly because the crowd reaction for Bray is positive, but not, I think, where it should be. So, all right, what else happened? Bray Mysterio versus Angel Garza, you know, it was was okay. A couple of botched spots here. You know, having uh, Angel Garza not properly set himself up for the 619, um, and then, you know, it, it happens. But the biggest part of this was not just Rey Mysterio beating Angel Garza, which really doesn't mean anything for anyone. It was the uh, the ominous stare in the audience from Scarlet and from Karrion Cross. And backstage after this, Emma ends up slapping Scarlet. And Karrion tells Emma that you don't realize the mistake that you've made. Something along those lines. So that's pretty much... It um, he's still targeting Ray Mysterio. I would imagine that at some point we we're going to get pretty. Uh, we're going to move past this, and we're going to get to Dominic attacking Ray again, so we can continue that to WrestleMania. I would imagine that the Royal Rumble things heat back up between Dominic and Ray. Maybe they meet in the Rumble, something like that. So, all right, let's see. Uh, then of course we got the thirty miracle and thirty fourth street fight. Uh, Gunther was not there, that made me sad, but again, it's a Christmas special of uh, edition of SmackDown, but all right, what else happened uh, on Raw? Let's go through this pretty quickly here. We got the Street Profits versus Judgment Day and Akira Tozawa versus Rhea Ripley. The Street Profits did end up beating the Judgment Day, and then Rhea Ripley, of course, beats up Akira Tozawa. Um, y'all know how I feel about the whole men versus women ridiculous dynamic that they have in place right now. But moving on, the OC versus the Alpha Academy. The OC beat the Alpha Academy as of, you know, who isn't these days? Miz versus Dexter Loomis actually was more eventful than I think a lot of people thought it would be, with Bronson Reed appearing out of nowhere, yanked, um, yanked Dexter Lewis off of the ladder, allowing Miz to win the match. He claimed the money and won the match. So Bronson Reed debuting is at least something more interesting. And then AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn, good, really good match there with Sami Zayn taking the victory because of a distraction from Solo Sokoa. And then Bailey versus Becky Lynch with Bailey getting the victory. Really good uh, match here and having Bailey beat. Um, I'm sorry, Bailey beat Becky with the rose plant, made sense. She used the monitor as a weapon and then hit the rose plant for the victory. So uh, that's that program is going to continue to heat up, but it's really just a holdover until Ronda Rousey, so there's that. Uh, and then the main event, the Usos versus Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. You know, good match here. How can it not be? Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins win. And this, you know, um, ended with Sami Zayn arriving and having a standoff with KO. But he decided not to engage him and walked away. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are having a very interesting dynamic. And you know, the most interesting part to me next week is um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It continues to be. Because I think there's going to be hints of where they're going in next week's match. Kevin is in the same match as Sami. And as much as Kevin has said, I'm done with you, Sammy. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. They can't be if they're in the same match. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Um, I mean, we'll see. I I think that right now it's leading to Kevin Owens facing Roman Reigns at the Rumble for the championship. Uh, Of course, Kevin Owens losing. This goes to WrestleMania. You can throw out any theories about Roman Reigns not going to WrestleMania as champion. You can just toss them out the window. We're already into WrestleMania season, particularly starting next week. They're actually going to start mentioning the Royal Rumble. They're going to remember that they have a pay-per-view in a month. But also, uh, you know, they're, they're getting dangerously close to that thousand days that I've been talking about for me- hundreds of days now. I feel like you know, they are getting so close to that that they can feel it, taste it. Uh, documentaries will be done about it, that kind of thing. But really, things are going to get kicked into high gear in just a few days, guys. Of course, tomorrow night on Raw, as I said, is not going to be the most interesting Raw, but it'll be a fun look back. And then Friday really kicks things off. Really kicks things off with a uh, a massive main event. John Cena returning, a women's championship match. Solo Sokoa versus uh, versus Sheamus. Probably all of Imperium there. Uh, you know, it's going to be. It's gonna be a fun night in Tampa. Things are gonna get rolling fast, and I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I think that there's a lot right now that we have on our plate for wrestling as wrestling fans over the next several weeks. I'm rolling right into uh, Royal Rumble. There'll be Royal Rumble qualifying matches, which always don't make sense to me <laughs> because Kofi Kingston uh, a number of weeks ago just declared he's in it. Yet some people have to um, have qualifying matches. How does that work? I I don't know. I mean, you can't have 30 qualifying matches. I understand that, but how do some people just have the privilege of saying, yeah, I just declare I'm in, I don't need to have a match. I just declare it. And it's like, how does this work exactly with the biggest opportunity on the line that WWE has to offer? There's such loose fast and loose rules for this thing. So we're going to see a lot of that over the next month. And really, we are about four weeks. Are we four weeks away? Let me look at my calendar. Um, We are, let's see. So today, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so about five weeks from from the event on January 28th. So five weeks away. Next week will be four weeks. And that's about the typical length of a normal pay-per-view build. So they'll really kick things in, as I said, next week, uh, as this is the downtime for wrestling. This is. And, uh, yeah, there's been a lot happening, but just wait, right? Just wait. There's a lot to come. So, all right, guys. Well, my voice is given out. I didn't anticipate doing a show tonight. I was actually about to just not do one because <laughs> I was just so tired. I'm congested. It's, it's, it's a mess. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope everyone has enjoyed their Christmas. Enjoy your week. If you have kids, that's going to be fun. If you don't, it's still a nice week. Especially uh, most of us are off on Monday as it's observed on Monday, and then New Year's is coming up, and a lot of fun there as well as we, you know, get into full swing of WrestleMania season. Uh, you know, hopefully everyone's staying healthy because this COVID thing sucks. <laughs> hope no one else is. Uh, you know, s- hope everyone else is staying healthy. I just say that. So. <clears throat> All right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Consider going to Patreon if you haven't already and going ad free for a dollar a month. And oh, by the way, uh, I want to give a shout out because I I, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to our latest patron over at patreon.com and you can join them. That latest patron is Kenny A. Kenny, welcome. Hope you enjoy your ad free experience. And you can join Kenny and everyone else going ad-free for a dollar a month. Or if you go up in tier, you get video, which I will be back on the wagon uh, in the coming days as I, you know, mend myself. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care. I'll talk to you next time. So if you guys are in the Dallas, Texas area, then you should check out Metroplex Wrestling. It's a weekly wrestling show held in Bedford, Texas. It's about 20 minutes outside of Dallas. They have live events every single Saturday night, To get tickets, head to mpxwrestling.com. You can check them out on Facebook at MPX Wrestling, Instagram at MPX Wrestling. Same goes for Twitter. Again, they have live shows every single Saturday. The address is 510 Harwood Drive in Bedford, Texas. Doors open at 730 and 715 for upgraded tickets. Fans also get an additional match. There are also season passes available where you get your first month free, merchandise, and more. Guys, go check out mpxwrestling.com. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.